yeah, welcome to another episode of the Alski Show, season four. Special thanks to Ryan over at Stickify, sponsoring our show. Check them out. Pick up some of the stickers, support those that support you. Special thanks to Get Lost a Lot, our guest last week. Great interview. Every interview is a great interview. I want to shout out Joyride One, my brother FC Gas Crew, BPLA, Below Poverty Level, give him a follow. The brother George and the fellas act, all the right. Big shout out to J-Lo, Nice O, Wayne, Auto, Stem. Big shout out to Vamp, Sign, FHK Crew. My brother Fuse 4, OTC. Theme, KED. My old bombing partner, New and Nam. King Kong CE. That's right. Be sure to subscribe to the AlskiShow.com, Podbean.com, or whatever the hell it is. The AlskiShow.podbean.com. Subscribe. Get notified every episode on the cellular. That's right. Might as well visit my site, www.outtocrash.com. Custom canvases, the price is always right. Custom t-shirts, custom hoodies. Whatever you need, let me know, I may have it. Big shout out to the brother Zeus and JRC as well. All you benches out there, B-boys, hip-hop, DJs and B-boys, B-girls, skaters, BMXs and all that other shit. Big shout out to all of you. Our guest today... There's a brother originally from Staten Island, moved out to the Bay Area. I just got to find his phone number in here. It is a pleasure. Shit, I don't even have him in my damn phone. What the fuck? Oh, let's go to the messenger. Jesus Christ, how the hell did I do this? Well... Get ready to say it out loud. Oh, man, let's, let's go to the dial. Keypad uh, shit. Phone. Keypad. All right, let's try it. Mm, right, that looks about right. Wow, this is kind of fucked up. I thought I had it in the phone. The ice cream man is coming, get ready. Uh-oh. Yo. Yo. What's up? Is this the man Scope 2 TNI crew? It is indeed. What's up, brother? Ah, same old, same old. It's an honor to have you. I mean, uh, you're you're a living legend amongst many in Staten Island. 
I mean, your page speaks for itself. So tell me, when did you start in this game of graph? Well, uh, you know, I can't pin it down to a, uh, one particular time. I mean, I was looking at graph when I was really, really little. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was born in, in Staten Island in 1970. Okay. And even though, like, Staten Island is kind of a forgotten borough, you know, Everybody says it, there. but they're not forgotten. They're, they're not forgotten. So far, <laughs> season four, it's going to be, what, the second, third interview from Staten Island. So you're not forgotten in my book. Uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I know. I've been, I've been following. You know, you're giving some love to Staten Island. That's cool. Oh, I got um, it. So, I must. I must yeah, give love know, to everybody. Uh, yeah. Yes, I do, <laughs> and I will, and I'll continue to do so. Uh, Staten Island is, you know... A nice little getaway, you know, good painting spots and whatnot. I have to, I have to go visit. But go ahead. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you gotta hit up, uh, gotta hit up my old, um, my old crewmates, Keps uh, and Simon Lev and those guys. They've got all those little, good little hideaway spots on lockdown. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. FH, uh, FHK crew. FHK crew, yeah. That's right. Yeah, but I know, I know. I had, I had, uh, I had uh, sign on the show. He's a very. Very cool person. Straight up. I met him. Actually, I met him because that's when I was actually sitting down at all the right doing the interviews. And uh, we got to meet up and everything. He's a great, great guy. Great guy. Yeah, he's a good guy for sure. And, and I did so, have quite a few yeah. from Staten Island. But go ahead. Your show right well, now. Well, yeah, I, just, I was just listening to uh, just listening to Prez the other day. Um, cool little interview with him, too. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you, Prez, for showing me some love too. That was a great little, great little segment. It was well, nice to hear him on that too. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I had uh, quite a few people ask me, "Hey, you know, you, you think you're gonna ever have, uh, have uh, my boy on?" I'm like, "Okay, so who's your boy? You know, Scope." Scope too, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." I mean, and you know, the seasons went by, and. Uh, when we started this up, my wife was actually the one that started pushing me. She was like, come on, you got to do it. Everybody's emailing you, texting you, DMing you, and so on and so forth. So when I sat down and I started putting together a list of people to reach out to, my wife actually had you on her list. I mean, my wife is oh, behind cool. this. My wife is behind the scene. You know, she does, she does 90, uh-huh. 90% of, of the work. I just shoot the shit on the phone right now. And uh, I was like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, Sign also had asked me if I was ever going to have you on. I was like, yeah, absolutely, why not? But, uh, yeah, man, you, you got a lot of love out there. A lot, a lot of the guys always talk about you like, you know, yo, he's my hero, my idol, you know, he's, he's one legend, you know, the guy is great, which I already see and I know. But, uh, you know, when you get caught up in doing these interviews, it's like, my my problem is is I wind up looking too far in, in the future and I start writing so many names down, DMing this one, calling that one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then before you know it, it's like holy shit, man! I I can't call nobody anymore. Let me get these interviews done. But uh, yeah, no, actually, <laughs> I wanted you a little earlier, and uh, exactly that happened. I started calling people, and I was like, oh shit! And then when I reached out to you, I gave you a date. You were like, yeah, I'm good, and here we are. So yeah, here we are. And thank 70s. you. Thank you for oh, no, having thank me you. on. Um, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor. Well, the pleasure's all mine and the honor is mine. And tell your story, man. People want to hear yeah, you, so, Mr. Scope 2. Go ahead. <laughs> well, back to your original question. Like, when did I get started? So, um, 
uh, you know, I was looking at grass when I was, you know, a little kid. I mean, I have, uh, you know, I grew up in Staten Island. My dad worked in Manhattan. My mom worked in Manhattan. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some of my earliest memories uh, were getting on the train, going to the South Ferry, you know, mm-hmm. hopping on the ferry, yep. uh, going over. And my dad would, my dad was a big Mets fan. So he would take, take us up to Shea Stadium uh, for some of the games every now and again, right? So, you know, we'd get mm-hmm. on, uh, I, you know, I, it's been a long time, man. I've been out of New York for almost 20 years now. But uh, if I can kind of pull on my memory a little bit, I'd say we probably hopped on the one train at South Ferry, mm-hmm. took it up to 42nd Street, you know, um, Times Square, and then the uh, transferred to the shed in there. There you go. You know, went out to... Uh, Went out to Shea from there. Or maybe when we probably hopped on the one up to Chambers, switched at Chambers to the two or three, and then went up to Times Square. So, mm-hmm. you know, they hit a couple of lines on the way up. And even as a little kid, I have, you know, these very, you know, isolated but, you know, clear memories of, like, cupping my hands around my eyes and staring out the windows and, and mm-hmm. seeing all the pieces on the outside of the trains and looking at all these uni-wide, you know, tags on the inside of the trains and oh, being yeah. kind of fascinated by the whole thing. You know, I'd be yeah. like, whoa, how Absolutely. do these guys get those markers so big and fat? And, uh, you know, you know what you know, I like so the, I the these- best about those markers? Like, you know, after, after running for a while, you could see like the fibers in the tag. And yes. and it was yes, just when they fade. Yeah, it was yeah, just so right. fucking awesome. And and funny because my mom used to do a lot of sewing and she had this it was like a chalk I, I don't even know what it was, but she used to mark the uh fabric with it. And it was the exact yeah, yeah, yeah. the exact size and one day I was like, Holy shit, I I, I don't have to buy this. I took an eraser from school, cut it, and it, it was hell to make, and I would just, you know, get the ink in there. And uh, that's how I did it, but yeah, that yeah. that brought back a lot of memories. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So you know, so I was always kind of like watching grass, you know, even mm-hmm. as, as far back as I can remember, like looking at it, kind of fascinated. But I think the thing that really kind of you know switched on the lights for me was, um, I guess it had to be 1980 or maybe 1981. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because I, I tell the story, and like I, I feel like this is where Staten Island's kind of the forgotten borough because there was. This whole, you know, uh, whole history of Staten Island grass that very few, I think, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but it seems like very few people outside of Staten Island uh, would really know some of these old writers who came up in the 70s and, the, and the, you know, right around 1980, there were this whole slew of guys who were doing pieces all over Staten Island. And these two guys, uh, this one guy who wrote Jade, mm-hmm. and he had his partner, this guy who wrote Kika, J-E-K-A. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and they did pieces all over. I mean, they had things, you know, way up on the North Shore of Staten Island, all the way down to the South Shore. They had, you know, these out-of-the-way spots, but they also had, like, super high-profile spots. You know, they kind of did it all, right? Right. Um, but, of course, you know, since Staten Island is its isolated little borough, and the train was never bombed, and the trains weren't connected to the main MTA system, right. you know, uh, in Staten Island, it was kind of a wall and a bus culture. So guys would go bombing on the buses, and they did pieces on the walls. And the BQE. And the BQE. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. And, yep. of course, the Verrazana Bridge. You know, there was a big tie to Staten Island through the Verrazana Bridge and all the mm-hmm. Bay Ridge writers who I later, yep. you know, came to become friends with and stuff. Well, the, that, um, that bridge is very famous in Saturday Night Fever. John Travolta That's broke right. it down. How many? How many uh, uh, yards of concrete? The whole nine yards. That that was actually pretty interesting. You know, yeah, I, I like sure. the scene where the where the kid went to go fuck around on the outside, and he went to jump on the line, and 
he actually right. committed suicide. But yeah, I, yeah but that's right. forget the suicide part. Let's get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, this I, my first kind of inspiration in style was this guy who wrote Jade and his, his partner Tika. And these guys had pieces in like, you know, spots all over the place, but some really, really high profile spots. There was, you know, one piece that I remember came out in maybe 80 or 81 uh, that was, you know, out on it, like a, a wall on top of the train station. Uh, it was like a rooftop spot, mm-hmm. right, uh, facing the street on Richmond Avenue, which is a really major thoroughfare through Staten mm-hmm. Island, uh, where there's lots of shopping right there. And I remember looking at this when I was at 1980, I was 10 years old, and I'm looking at this thing like, how did I, those guys get up there? How did they paint that? Mm-hmm. And they have these, you know, full-color pieces that, of course, by today's standards would be, you know, real basic. Probably, you know, they got up there with, you know, eight cans of paint, six cans of paint, and probably did it in 20 minutes, you know? Probably. Um, but as a 10-year-old kid, I'm looking at this like, Sure, you're Whoa, amazed. like the mm-hmm. lights just went on. And then I guess kind of the two parallel things that happened were, you know, maybe a year or two later, I caught Style Wars on television. Mm-hmm. And that's a distinct memory because, you know, I don't remember whether it was a rerun uh, you know, replay of it, or if it was actually the first time they broadcasted, I really don't know. But mm-hmm. I do remember that I watched it on black and white television, and I remember even seeing on a black and white television, like when that Gandhi rolls by with the hand. You know, the hand is mm-hmm. being, Yep, um, one of my favorites. I was just like, oh man, like it was. That was a point in my life where I said, I'm, I've got to do that. That's, I'm going to mm-hmm. do that. You know, yeah, um, big inspiration, Dondi, to, to to me and many. Yeah, exactly. And it was shortly after that that I that I met, um, you know, the guy who became like my close painting partner, and also uh, we did a lot of other things, uh, you know, music stuff together. Uh, Mars, aka Air Three. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I remember who, seeing him. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. His brother, who eventually ended up writing Take Five. Uh, one of the, you know, one of two of the original TNI crew guys, right? Right. Uh, he originally wrote Scope. And I met him when I was in seventh grade, and his black book was the first black book I ever saw. And I remember opening up this black book, and there were all these guys, you know, from kind of the, the pinnacle of Staten Island writers, including, you know, Mars, Anthony, right? Mm-hmm. All in this book, and I was just blown away. Um, and, you know, a couple of years later, I, I kind of was passed down the name Scope, Therefore, the scope too, right? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm part of that part of that graffiti thing where you know names get packed, uh, passed down. on. And you right. know, it's crazy, man, because I'll tell you that, like nowadays, right? I know of at least three other guys around the world who write scope, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's in a C or a K or whatever. Right. And it's that's one of those interesting things about the culture that I feel has gotten lost. Is like, and it's ironic because we have the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can go on and do a, a Google search. And, like, I could do a Google search of, like, scope graffiti, right, something like that. Right. And you'll pull up all kinds of photos, right? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't anybody do that to check to see if the, the, the tag they want to do is original anymore? Well, you <laughs> yeah. know, that's, that's, that's a pretty good point. I mean, I got to do that myself. I, I know years ago someone messaged me thinking I was someone else, and I was like, um, nah, I'm, you know, Alski OTC 1980, I've been writing this. And, uh... I never heard. I never heard again from that person. Originally, they were from the Bronx, and they moved to to Cali as well. And uh-huh. uh, I was like, Nah, I doubt it. You know, I, I consider myself the original because uh, yeah, yeah. I I really never seen anybody else. I mean, there were a couple of DJs, you know, Alski, and then there was a, a 
some guy involved in like uh, country music and he was the uh, a roadie manager slash whatever whatever and his name was Al Skinader. So right. other than that, I mean as far as graffiti goes, I really don't think there's anyone else. But there are tags that that many people have written. But look, sure. everybody has a story behind their name. And what I personally feel is like, well, how many Joes are there in the world? You know, how many Mikes are there in the world? So sometimes, you know, people go to a certain extent claiming their name. But at the same time, listen, you need to you need to respect it and just move on. Like there's an OTC out in, in um, oh man, Opt. I think he's from... Damn, I, I can't remember. Somewhere in South Africa or something like that. And, oh, wow. Uh, okay. You know, I respect it. The guy hit my wall one time. I hit his wall, and I was like, blah, blah. You know, this is when my crew came out and so on and so forth. And, you know, he gave me a little background history, and that was it. I mean, I'm not going to chase anybody around for, for running a crew. I mean, my, yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my crew was originally known as Out to Crash, which is my website. And, uh, you know, uh -huh. the the... Out to crash was the like terminology like crash to fight, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, they're like, "What's OTC stand for?" And I, and I always say out to crash, but you know, some of the some of the guys are like, "Oh yeah, you know, out out, out to chill, one tough crew," and uh, you know, they, there's so many meanings for it, but the original is out to crash, and that's where yeah, yeah. that's where I define my time and era. You know, of bringing right. out my crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's you know. Pretty yeah, you know there was a, similarly there was a, a crew in Staten Island back in the day in the in kind of the early eighties mid early mid eighties uh, CTS crew crashed the system, and it was right. uh, from not mistaken it was that guy uh, Eros's crew the guy who uh, eventually hooked up with like Ernie Gill and and Law Sub Fifty Three you know. Um, you know yeah, I remember. Who, I remember him. New Age flavor to Staten Island originally. Mm -hmm. uh, out of a little crew that they called themselves Crash the System. And then there was a CTS in the Queens area, Circle Triangle Square. So, yeah, oh, you know, it, 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 goes, it goes on, on, and on. Like, uh, originally, TSK from Corona, Angel Duster's crew, rest in peace, uh, the Stoned Killers, or the Stoned yeah, Kids. Yeah. Uh, I believe now, Notch, up in the Bronx, uh, he, he still reps it. But then I seen a couple other people repping it, you know, some guy out in Long Island, but I don't think there's any affiliation. But to me, growing up, TSK was the shit. It was like uh, TSK, uh, TPA, uh, mm -hmm. FAL. There, there, there were a lot of crews, you know, back in the days. I mean, I could go on and on. Yeah, I probably, you know, I'll probably forget most of them as I try to say them. But, you know, it's, it's like any other neighborhood. It's based upon the crew. Now, me, I mean, I, I was pretty much solo in the beginning. The first guys down with my crew were Spank and, and uh, this kid that used to write uh, BR. And uh -huh. after them, okay. it was just basically me. I mean, I was the kid that wouldn't get put, you know, wouldn't be down with a crew because they're like, ah, you're a white boy. And, and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> fuck that. So I came out with OTC on my own. And, you know, right. years later, you know, I put people down. There's plenty of people down with the crew. But the originals, you know, as far as 
as Spank and BR is my bombing partner knew. And then, uh-huh. you know, Nam got down, CE got down, many, you know, many guys got down. And, uh, you know, uh-huh. Zeus, Bid, you know, those guys, uh, FC, you know, I, I can't really go on and on, but the, the, right. the, the, moral, yeah, yeah, yeah. the moral of the story is, to this day, I really, I care who pushes my crew, but at the same time, it's like, it's not important for me to get it out with other writers. For me, it's just to rep my crew, to, to just keep it going. Eventually, someone else will take it over, and when that time right. comes, it, it comes. But graffiti yeah, is very yeah, yeah. funny like that, you know. I, I had one guy thought he was running my crew, but, you know, I had to put an end to that shit. I was like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. has their, their, their stories. Well, you know, I kind of see, like, the whole crew culture as, like, you have, you have some crews that, you know, just want to be, like, big and powerful and, and run stuff. And then you have the crews that are more, like, small-scale, you know, tight-knit, you know, close friends, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that, that tends to be, you know, the crews that I've always been involved in pushing. Is like, you know, I've never been the type of guy who's, you know, hung around with, you know, mega amounts of writers and, you know, you know part of the whole, you know, boys club. Right. You know, like, e- even to this day, you know, now we're going on probably, uh, you know, 30 years in. Mm-hmm. The TNI crew is, you know, uh, it's small. I mean, you know, it's that we may, we maybe have, uh, you know, 10, 15 active members, right. uh, between, you know, New York and, and, uh, and where I am in the Bay area and, and, you know, handful of guys out in France. It's basically spread across, you know, mostly mm-hmm. France, New York, New Jersey, and the Bay area. Well, you and know, out, out in your area, I actually have a, a girl that reps it. She does a lot of stickers, Fem one. You know, she's, oh, yeah, she's, sure she's I dynamite. I mean, yeah. shit. Yeah. I got, yeah, uh, she's good. She, she I got a kid. Things up on stickers in a mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Her stickers are off the hook. I got a guy bird yeah. out in Canada, bird OTC. Uh, uh-huh. I, I could go on, on and on. I got plenty of people everywhere. The thing is, is to me, like my crew OTC is like, uh, an area code and a zip code. The original seven, one, eight, one, one, three, six, eight. Corona. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh huh. Cool. Yeah, cool, man. So the, the yeah. So continue, continue with your story because it's get, it just keeps getting interesting and interesting, and you know we'll probably run out of time and shit, and you know that w- which to me is is pretty good because I always have the excuse to call you back to do another interview. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah, you know. So like when I first saw my first black book, it was just like you know I think it was the combination of how, you know fortunate. You know, being fortunate that the first black book I saw had some really good guys in it, and some really good pieces mm-hmm. in it, and it was also the first time I was exposed to like pieces done with like design marker. And up until that yeah. point in my life, you know, I was like any other kid. Like, you know, I would get you know magic markers maybe at the supermarket or CVS or something like that, and it was like you know, magic markers were black, red, green, and blue. Maybe. Wasn't you wasn't know? CVS and originally Genevieve's? And I'm like, damn, these magic markers come in like. Yeah, millions of colors. Of baby yeah. blue to dark blue, and it, like, look at this mint green color. Oh my god, look at this like you know crazy bright orange. I've never seen a marker like that. And then to see the way they like blended together. Do you do you um, do you like, remember? It like, looked like it looked like spray paint on a on a piece of paper. Right. Do you remember El Marco? Oh yeah, sure. 
That 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 was like one of the first for me. And and Gen and okay. Genevieve's drugstore was CVS. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> I stand corrected about the CVS thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. because originally and so it was like the and, and that, that was the Genovese family in, in, in reality. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay. That's why they changed the name, of, I think. Uh, some piece of you know, New York mouse history that I did not know. Well, yeah, there you go. You heard okay. it first, right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a fact. Yeah, so so that was it. I, you know, once I saw like my first black book, I was hooked. But, you know, that was probably around 83. Right, right. eighty three, eighty four, maybe, mm-hmm. and um, then for the next couple of years, all I did was bury myself in black books. I didn't really like, you know, I dropped some tags here and there, but I didn't really attempt to do anything, you know, serious. Mm-hmm. Um, in you know, really trying to do anything serious until nineteen eighty six. And nineteen eighty six, I remember clearly because I've got you know pictures of my very first piece. Um, I dropped my first piece in nineteen eighty six on the train line in Staten Isles, uh, close by my house, you know, mm-hmm. solo mission. <laughs> Very first piece was a solo mission. Ah, uh, did you um, shit in your I pants? Mean, you know what? I mean, that's one of the, that was actually one of the cool things about growing up in Staten Island is that it's so much like, or at least when I was growing up, you know, and, and not being, I was from the South Shore of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And New York is a really, well, Staten Island is a really interesting place, especially when I was growing up there in like the 70s and right. the early 80s, mm-hmm. because, it was this strange, you know, dichotomy of things. You had the North Shore, right, which is close to Manhattan, close right. to Brooklyn on the Verrazano Bridge, right? right? And that was much more urban. You know, mm-hmm. you, you were right by the, the main part of the city. Mm-hmm. And, but then on the South Shore where I grew up, dude, it was strange, man. It was like, it was like if you were transported there and you did not know you were in New York City and somebody told you you're in New York City right now, you would look around and be like, huh, you're kidding me, right? Like, it was... <laughs> It was like this strangely, almost like, I don't know, like almost like hillbilly existence down there on the South Shore. Well, um, I, I did wait, a, I'll tell you a little story. I did a route out there, there and I was um, lost. I, 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 used, I used the, the navigation. Staten Island? What was that? Have you ever gone down to like the south end of Staten Island? I down pretty, by like the Outer Bridge? Yes, I, I pretty much covered all of Staten Island. Uh, many, many years ago, I used to do a, a snow removal route and I used to have the banks out there. And, uh, okay, so then you know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if I yeah. go back out there, I remember a lot of shit. But it, it, in the beginning, I was like, yo, this is fucking, this is in no man's land. It's like, it's, I had it was that. like kind of no man's land. Yeah, I had you that know, uh, navigation that actually got me to where I had to go. And I would attempt not to use the navigation and I would get lost. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I am right now. So that's <laughs> what I resorted to. And, and uh, food-wise, it was good. You know, there were certain parts that were shadier than the other. But all in all, it's... You know what the problem is with Staten Island? What I personally think? It's you got that one-way-in, one-way-out type of deal. And the, and the traffic right. from the BQE is just fucking murder. You know, that's what it is today. It is. It is. So. It is. And I, I'm aware of that. Now, I have not lived in Staten Island now for... Over 30 years, but right. uh, that's, I'm sorry, over 20 years, over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, I know, I'm aware, like, that's down on the expressway. It's fucking it's horrible. Just, oh, shit. Oh, it's, it, I, you know, it's just, you are, it's a parking lot, 24 hours a day yeah. from, you know, from everything I understand, right? Um, but no, you know, like, when I did that first piece on the train line, like, I was aware um, right. that, 
you know, I, at that point, I was 16 years old. So I was like, I was already taking the train a lot. I was taking mm-hmm. the, the train to Manhattan and uh, taking pictures of, uh, I would go, I would take the train and then hop on the ferry. And me and my boy Keps would uh, go and take pictures at Chamber Street and catch the one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, spot. so we were exposing ourselves to, you know, some of the really the best stuff that was happening. Because like 1985, 1986. On the Broadway line, you had like FC, IBM, TC5. You had guys who were really tearing up. Oh, um, yeah. It always. Like, you know, oh, those yeah. was dropping characters like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all these, you know, TC5 guys, you know, um, Doc and, and, you know, those guys were just like, just dropping burners. And you had the 156 crew, like, you know, John and Kyle doing whole car after whole car. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like, it was a playground. <laughs> yeah. We were, you know, we were catching lots of flicks of that. But, you know, then I would go back to Staten Island, right, to where I'm from on the South Shore, and to go do that piece on the on the, on the the train line, it was like one train would pass every, like, 20 minutes. Right. You know, 30 minutes. You know, they, that, those trains ran, like, once every 30 minutes, and on rush hour, at the most, they were running maybe every 15 minutes. Right. So it was like, yeah, I just watch your back and, and mm-hmm. do your thing, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah. You, you, you learn the system eventually. Trial and error is yeah. the best way to do it, and then uh, you know, cross your fingers. That's that's pretty. So the much advantage it. was like I could I could kind of go and like you know if I was careful and watch my back I could you know turn something out fairly easily. Like Staten Island had this, like I said, I had the kind of North Shore that was much more urbanized, but mm-hmm. the South Shore was like sleepy little town. Like the one twenty third mm-hmm. precinct, like. I seriously think those those you know those cops would just hang around because they didn't have nothing they didn't have anything to do. <laughs> right, right. That's 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 yeah. funny though. What 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 are you up to now out in the Bay Area? Well, so you know from from the time I started you know piecing in in '86 and getting pretty serious, I painted pretty seriously until about the uh, you know mid '90s mm-hmm. in uh, New York. And, and you're nasty though. Just so people but know, I, you, know, you get out, nasty. You get nasty. I, I I seen your shit. So just you know, just put Thank it out there. So anybody listening, make sure you go into uh into his uh IG page and look at the fucking nasty shit he puts out. Go ahead. Thank I, you. I just Thank had to you, plug man. that because you know, I was like, Wow man, this guy's fucking really fucking good, you know. It's like okay. You know, let me let me leave it at that because you know sometimes I try to do shit like that and it just doesn't work because I just resort back to my comfort zone, which is bad. I guess, you know, I, I guess it's just certain people have a certain knack for certain things. Yeah, well, you know, like, I, I was, uh, I think I was just really fascinated by, you know, the whole idea of, of pieces, and uh, I'm a little bit of, a little, kind of a little OCD, you know, with, with technical details and stuff, you know. Mm. Fortunately, over, over the years, I've learned to loosen myself up a little bit, and I've also gotten better where I can, you know, man... I remember when I used to paint back in, in Staten in like the, in the, you know, mid early nineties, you know, everybody I painted with, it would be like, we'd get to the wall, we'd start painting. They'd be done two hours ahead of me, three hours ahead of me. I'm like, no, I'm still going because I'd get super like, you know, crazy about the details, you know, to the nth degree. Uh, I've learned to kind of loosen up a little bit, which is, which is good. But anyway, so I moved out of, uh, out of New York in, in 1996, moved mm-hmm. out to the, to the SF Bay. Not much of a plan. I just knew at that time in my life, I was, um, kind of following some pretty serious music themes because okay. along, you know, kind of right parallel with my, my graph and art, mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty into, um, DJing and music production. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, at that time I was feeling like the scene in New York was pretty flat right. and uh, was just kind of looking for something different. So, you know, hopped in a car with all my belongings and drove across the country to California. Just like that. Um, yeah, that's it. You know, and, uh, and in fact, you know, since we're on the, the topic of graph and stuff, the guy who I drove across the country with was the original Scope, who became, you know, Take Five. That, that's so, cool. That's my, cool. Yeah. That is cool. And, and so then, do you do you still like, keep in touch with him? Uh, you know, I'm really still tight with his with his brother, uh, right. Mars Anthony. I talk to him on a regular basis. Um, cool. You know, I, I haven't really talked to Take Five in in a number of years. Occasionally, like I follow his stuff. Uh, he's not that active on social media, uh, right. but his uh, his wife is, and she follows my stuff, so I get some likes and. And stuff from her, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that a little, is cool. Little thread connecting to him, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, then when I came out here, I was really involved in, in music, and you know, I still kind of watched the scene, but I I stopped painting for a really long time. I got I got I, I got a quick question. Graph for fifteen years. Quick question. Graph. Better in New York or better in the Bay? Uh, you mean as a whole, or you mean me personally? You personally. What do you think? Me per Okay, that's a good question. Okay. So, um, I would say, hands down, my work in the Bay is way better than anything I ever did in New York. Uh, you know, and I, I hope that is, you know, that's just my feeling about it. Everyone's obviously entitled to their own feeling. And I know mm -hmm. that, you know, there's a lot of guys in, in New York who followed my stuff and still prefer my older my older stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. I tended to do, to do stuff that was way wilder back in, in the New York days. My stuff was way more wild style than it is now. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I kind of feel like I've, I've uh, matured a bit with age. Um, and, you know, I think the other thing, too, is, is that I used to take graph really, really seriously. Like, I was always in battle with myself. I was always in battle, you know, in my mind. I was in battle with every single person that I was either painting with or not painting with. Like, I always had this thing, like, this kind of competition, this sports-like, you know, competition thing going inside myself. I viewed every piece I did like it was a battle, you know? Like you're and I realize now... Well, I realize, I know, but I also realize now, you know, since I started painting again maybe seven, eight years ago in, in the Bay, that... um at this point in my life, I'm too old for, you know, trying to prove myself to anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't there's, haven't, there's I don't no have need for that shit. Anymore. Nah. Like, you know, hey, man, they're going to like it. They're not going to like it. I have no control over that. So, you know. And who um, gives a fuck? You know, and, and so, you made and a perfect point. Like, there's nothing to prove. Like, graph is fun. And there's some great art out there. I mean, in my mind, like, a lot of people like to look at the old days of Graph as, like, the golden age. Personally, I think now is the golden age of graphs. I mean, yeah, okay, there's a lot to be said for the, you know, the when it came up and it was being developed, right? And mm -hmm. also when it was, like, not as legal as all the walls are now, there was a there was yeah. an edge to it that maybe lacks. But on the other hand, I'll tell you that, like, graphs has continued to build on itself and build on itself and build on itself. Yeah, but and now, then, now know, it's an industry. It's, it's a money-making industry. It, it's a money-making industry now. Did you did you ever think well, you could sell a canvas? You know, like, you know, seriously, think about it. Did you ever think you could go online and order banana caps and uh, New York City fat caps, <laughs> uh, German oh, paint, Spanish paint? 
You know, I know. I just, serious. I just saw some banana caps for the first time recently. I just saw banana caps on on uh, you know right online. You could buy a pack of fifty of them. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I should. I, I sold plenty of caps. Legos, New York Fats, Boston Fats. You know, it's it, it's it's really amazing because I never in a million years ever thought I would still be into this stuff. I never thought that I would. Uh, sell stuff, you know, on my website, you know, due to the paraphernalia. I, I like to call it paraphernalia. Um, uh-huh. I never, I never once thought to myself way back in the day, oh, the year 2000, 2010, 2020, whatever, I'm going to be doing this and that. And, you know, it, it wasn't that I thought as, uh, I didn't think of graffiti as a fad, but I didn't think I would still be involved, in other words. And uh, yeah, I like yeah. to give back. Like, this show, this to me is nice because back then we really didn't want to meet people. Now I'd like to talk to everybody. And yeah. it's, it's yeah, like yeah, just yeah. putting little knowledge out there. You know, you got some of these young, young kids, you know, they're, they're cool and they, they like hearing the old stories. And then you have some that could give two shits about it. But regardless, I do this because... People enjoy it, and I enjoy it as well. You know, it's it's yeah, a plain, well, simple cool thing. Like different perspectives, you know. Yeah, like, because you, no you one's know. the same. It's like a fingerprint. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I, going back to the question about like you know the the stuff I'm, I'm I've produced now versus back then, like you know, I think everybody as an artist hopefully um, kind of matures with age. Their art, you know, continues to you know morph into new things and, and gets better, you know, whether technically or, or, right. you know, um, conceptually or whatever. But I, I'll just say it this way that I'm more, I'm happier with the work that I've done in the past couple of years than I did in, in days past. And, you know, I would hope that that would continue, Right. you know, um, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what, what the future holds. You know, I mean, all of us get into creative slumps sometimes, you know, myself included. Everybody, um, everybody, not just yourself. Everyone goes through it because, hey, listen, life gets in the way. You know, there's other yeah, there's other right. molehills to conquer. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's just it. Like, two things about it was that, number one, you know, when I kind of dropped, you know, my ego, and I don't mean that in terms of like, I, I've never been really an egotistical person in the sense of like, hey, look at me, or, you know, look how great I am. I've never been like that. But mm-hmm. ego, I mean, in the sense of like, you know, I, you know, everything I did, you know, inside myself had to be the best, or I was like letting myself down. And no, now, no, I could I understand that. Things like, man, I'm just having fun. Like, I'm having fun with this. I'm going out to have fun, and I've had more fun you know, doing graph in the past seven, eight years than I have, uh, you know, in the past. So I think that's, that's the big thing that's different. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's funny. You know, I think back to, to like certain incidences and it's like, wow, man, you know, we were crazy, but at the same time, you know, you're running, but you're laughing and then you reminisce <laughs> about it. And like, like my last post, I, I got off of Zeus's page and he put it very well. You get a chance to go on the gram. And uh, I remember that day very vividly. And it's like, you know what? Uh, at the moment, you're like, shit, you know, I ain't getting bagged. Fuck that. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, when you think about it, you start cracking up, you know, because it's just part of the nature. That's the way That's I feel right. about yeah. it. You know, the, the permission yeah. walls well, are cool you know, when you get together. But, you know, the, the real thing is the old school graph. 
well, listen, <laughs> I've put in my dues there, and, you know, I have plenty of memories and stories of, you know, painting, you know, pretty high-profile, you know, uh, areas, whether it be hand, handball walls or overpasses or, you know, what have you, at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, I always liked painting, you know, uh, I'll tell you one of the times I liked painting the most was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve was a great time to paint. Oh, and, and New out. Year's, too, everybody because everybody was, was too drunk. Hot cocoa, and, you know, we would be out there at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, like, painting pieces. Nobody's around. You know, that's that's funny. You know, me, me and new, I mean, we, we, we cause a lot of fucking damage in my opinion. And yeah. we basically went out at about 10 o'clock at night. And by, uh -huh. by midnight, we'd be home. And people were like, that's too early. I was like, no, it's not. I know right is that bomb in the day. It's, it's all how you feel. And, uh, you know, right. being that I had a job and, and bills and shit, you know, I needed to get some type of sleep because I used to wake up early to go to work. So I used to like right. that 10, 11, midnight and, you know, be gone. That's it. Uh-huh. That, mm -hmm. you know, that to me was one of the key things. And, you know, everything works out different per individual. You know, everyone has their own flow. So, you know, the question itself is a great question because it's never the same answer. Yeah, that's right. You know? I mean, certain people, yeah, you know, you, you ever paint with somebody that, that you really wanted to paint with, and when you finally painted with them, you were like, shit, man, you know, this is too crazy, too dangerous. <laughs> Did that ever go through your mind? I mean, I got one guy, I mean, I loved painting with him, but at the same time, I couldn't wait to get rid of him, and that was fucking CE, you know, CE uh -huh. UK crew. That kid was so uh -huh. loud, you know, 40s flying out his hand. He would throw in my cars while we're painting. I'm like, yo, what are you fucking crazy? And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, King yeah, Kong yeah. killer, you know, it's with his crazy voice. <laughs> I got to get him back on the show too, actually. But, uh, I, I loved painting with him, but at the same time it was like, shit, man, is it time to fucking go home? Are we out of paint? You know, that type of shit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, his stories, his stories, you know, alone without him even being here or, or on the phone, I've got millions of stories with him. He was just one psychotic fucking kid, straight up. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. But you know, it's, yeah, we got a, we got a few of those in the graffiti world. <laughs> yeah, oh, a, a lot more than just a few. Plenty, plenty, plenty is a <laughs> better word. Majority, maybe. Yeah, the majority rules. I, I, I have to say, everybody did things a certain way, and everyone was crazy in their own way. And you know, yeah, you had right. some more fortunate getting away with it than others. And then you had the ones that were getting caught that didn't give a fuck and just kept doing it and get caught, do it. I know. Caught. And I know. you know what? It's all, it's all in the heart. Everybody has a heart. You're not doing this to, 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 to get even with your mother. You're doing this because this is what you want to do. You know, a lot of people say, right. oh, I rebelled or so on and so forth. No, I did it because I wanted to do it. I enjoyed doing it. Uh -oh. It was, you know, getting away with it. You know, the laughter, the, 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 the scary stories that you would talk about, or just crazy shit going on in general while you're bombing. You know, the, it was amazing because right. the, the nightlife was just crazy, period. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. And, you oh, know, absolutely. From, from being, you know, in the, in the early 90s, I was pretty on the circuit. Uh, you know, on the DJ circuit in New York, and man, mm -hmm. I know, used to DJ nothing, too. By the way, nothing, 
nothing compares to the early 90s New York City scene, whether it be the, you know, the clubs, the raves, mm-hmm. everything from, you know, the, the hip hop, you know, uh, Union Square to, yep. you know, Red Zone and Tunnel and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just being a part of that. First of all, besides the fact that it was like, you know, the music was happening, you know, the scene was happening, it was also some of the craziest stuff ever. I mean, you know, um, I spun, uh, I don't know if you remember the uh, After Hours Club Japan. This place was an After Hours Club, uh, if I remember right, it was on Christopher Street. Um, downtown, yeah. And, yeah, downtown, you know, and... Um, the place didn't even open until three o'clock in the morning, and it basically drew all the limelight zombies mm-hmm. uh, after they left the limelight. Yep. So you have, you know, the people who leave the limelight at three, four in the morning, five in the morning, showing up at this place. Yeah, <laughs> so and, and, imagine, and leaving you know, when the, 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 when, the yeah, place, right? yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I've been to plenty after hours. I used to DJ myself. I loved it. Uh, a little too crazy, yep. but the nineties, uh, you know, DJing and all of that stuff. Uh, the the hip hop era you can't compare to it. Period. Today's music I really don't care for. Uh, but you know, I mean, I used to spin the freestyle, classic disco, and all of that shit. I, I used to love the house, the house music, and um, I don't know. After a while, I I just got sick of it. It was just a constant party and. You know, just getting fucking wasted all the time. And I was like, you know what? Right. This well, really isn't yeah. <laughs> doing me right because, you know, it, it 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 kind of like made me look and say, do I really want to continue to do this? Now, you have successful DJs that I've actually worked with that are still around, that are very popular, radio and this and that. For them, it worked. But me, I, I was too right. much on the party side. So I was like, you know what? I got to... I got to drop this or I'm going to drop dead. It was, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was, that yeah, was pretty yeah. much what it well, was. You know, I mean, anybody who knows the, you know, the stories of, you know, what went down in limelight and, and tunnel and purgation and, mm-hmm. you know, the fall of that whole scene knows that, you know, there was a wee bit of excess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back in that time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it's like today. Like, you know, like friends of mine, like, yo, dude, you don't drink. I was like, nah, you know, I I stopped. You know, you don't party? Nope. You know, it's not for me anymore. I, I did so much of that shit that the thought of it, it, it just makes me nauseous. And, yeah. and, and, that's that, and that's being honest. You know, I partied like fuck shit. You, know, you, couldn't, you couldn't hang with me. Seven days a week, you know, drinking, yeah. partying, whatever the fuck was there, done. And, uh... <laughs> one, one day I was just like, I can't do this shit no more. And I, and well, I just stopped. Well, good thing you did. Good thing you pulled yourself out. Yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm proud of myself. Not hey, everybody's so fortunate. You know, it's right. It's, it's a hard scene. You know. You know firsthand. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's either yeah. you could control certain things, you could manage your money better. Some couldn't manage the money. Me, it was just a fucking party. It was like, what's today? It's Friday night. Tuesday. What's today? <laughs> uh, Friday night. Wednesday? No, it's Friday night. Every fucking night was a Friday night. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't do it no more. I, I don't know how the yeah. hell I'm still alive. Don't know. I'm glad I am. And that's it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for different reasons, I have the same, the same kind of, you know. I remember, actually, when I was in my 20s, you know, I used to often say, 
you know, because I was, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't do the, you know, the alcohol and the drug partying thing too hardcore, but just the way I was living my life. I mean, you know, DJing literally all night, you know, waking up, uh, you know, 12 noon, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of, yeah, I mean, you know, and I, and I remember, and, you know, doing the grass thing, you know, running around crazy doing the grass thing. Like, I remember I used to often say, you know, half jokingly, half jokingly, you know, jokingly, but only half jokingly, mm. I would say, I'll be dead before I'm 30. I'll be dead before I'm 30. Oh, um, I, and, I think I think all of us said it at one point or another. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I'm almost 50 and I'm still here. Yeah, well, thank God to that. Thank God. I mean, because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people been lost, you know, in the music industry, uh, in the graffiti world. You know, so many people have gone and so many, you know, it's so fucked up that I've known so many that are gone that it's, it's, damn, I don't even have words for it. It's just so sad. You know, certain talent. You ever, you ever go around and say, you know, man, that, that kid shouldn't have went like that, you know? And it's like, you know, sometimes you see yeah, these yeah. fucking asshole people beating on their girlfriends and shit, and I'm like, yeah, that motherfucker should have died. You know, not yeah, yeah, not yeah. that I wish death on anybody, but you understand what I'm getting at. Uh, the, graffiti, oh, the graffiti world lost many, many greats and uh, are remembered for their achievements. And can you just imagine what they would have become. Like me, my all-time favorite is Dondi. Not to mention, yeah. there's many there's many writers that passed. No disrespect to any one of them. But the the works of, of Dondi were pretty much what inspired me. You know, like Fuzz One and Flame TPA. And there were so many writers out there. Uh, Angel Duster, you know, being in my neighborhood... Uh, uh-huh. you know, it, it's just, it's just crazy. I could only imagine what these few names that I just said, what they would have been today would have, would have they been in the situation where they would be high profile or would they, you know, slow down and sort of disappear like, like son one, another seven line monster. I ran into this yeah, guy sure. uh, in Flushing and he was bouncing somewhere and I, I wish I got his number and and I didn't. And uh, this guy just killed shit. Son, pro, you know, uh, so many. But look, if we continue to have conversation and just keep it out there, it never dies. You know, graffiti will never die. And I'm a strong believer. Yeah, that's in that. right. And that's, that's where I take it to. And that's yeah, as that's far right. as I can take it. You know, I do the best yep, I can. Yep, yep. And hopefully people appreciate what I do. And, you know, I, I love talking to anybody. You have any suggestions, you let me know. You DM me, you call me. And, uh, you know, that's how I'm just going to do things from now on. And this phone interview thing works out great because who the fuck would ever think that I would be interviewing you when you're down in the Bay, you know? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's a great uh, thing. Good old technology. Yeah, yep, down yep. to technology. So as we wrap yeah, this up, yeah, you, you have any of the uh, shout-outs? What do you, you know, any, any New York shout-outs, any... Uh, South, uh, south uh, the the Bay Area. Uh, what what part of the Bay Area are you in? Well, I'm in the East Bay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I've painted kind of all over. I mean, you know, the Bay is a pretty well laid out place, so you, right. know, you can go. You know, I'm about thirty minutes outside San Francisco. Okay, maybe twenty minutes outside. That's uh, a beautiful Oakland. bridge. That that fucking oh, uh, yeah. what do you call it? The 
the Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate. I love it. Yeah, love yeah, it. it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful place. The, the, the Bay is, uh, it's really something. You know, the environment and the, it's just a beautiful, beautiful place to be. No other place I think on the planet, maybe, uh, you know, has evergreens and redwoods and palm trees all in the same place. It's a beautiful thing. Um, you ever jump on that uh, trolley car? Oh, yeah, plenty of times. It's super but, touristy, hey, but Listen, it's you know, we have the seven yeah, I line. I about it. We have the seven line. You got the trolley. I mean, I know it's probably boring to you, but it's a beautiful thing. And I remember oh, that when I was a yeah. kid, that uh, that rice commercial. <laughs> it's kind of That's fucked right. up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, shoot, shoot, shoot away, man. Shoot away. Keep it up. Go ahead. Yeah, so let's see. Well, first of all, shout out to you. First, well, thank you. Out, and I'm honored. You. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. No, no, thank um, you. You know, really appreciate the... Uh, the props you've given me really take it to heart. Um, and you know, credit to, of course, to my, you know, to my crew that's uh, spread out around the Bay and, and, you know, New York, New Jersey, Brooklyn, uh, you know, we've got here in the Bay, you know, my boy, uh, Kev and my boy Detour. Mm-hmm. And then back East, we've got my longtime uh, draft partner, Mars Air 3, mm-hmm. uh, and his brother, you know, Take 5. And we've got the TNI Paris guys, um, like Delight and uh, Orel and uh, Tech. Uh, in yeah, we've got you know TNI kind of this you know crew that really covers three main places like East Coast, West Coast, and and uh, France. There you go. Um, and of course, you know my my old school crew uh, from the South Shore of uh, Staten Island. We've got you know uh, Kep, the FHK. FHK guys, like I said before, you know, caps and good fucking people. Good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, another TNI brother and and LOB brother, uh, Mr. Cave, out in in, uh, Bay Ridge. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, also a good special shout out to the uh, GOMD crew who uh, have graciously put me down in that the past year. And it's funny because. Uh, you know, sign S Y N E Matt sign as opposed to the S I G N F H K S Y N E G O N D crew, um, and uh, his partner Meg, um, you know, graciously put me down in that crew and put together a really cool video of uh, a lot of my archive stuff uh, to welcome me, welcome me into the crew. So, shout out to those guys. Um, and really just kind of a general shout out to, you know, anyone and everyone that um, I've painted with, that supported me through the, through the years and have given me props. It's, I take it to heart. I appreciate it. Um, and keep on doing your thing, everybody. You heard it. Scope 2 TNI from New York to the Bay. I want to give a special shout out to all the listeners. Please subscribe to the Alski Show. Podbean.com. Stay tuned for many, many more great interviews. I hope you enjoyed this one, because I did. My brother, it was an honor and a pleasure. Another episode of the Alski Show under your belt. Just hold on, Scope.